Hello and welcome to the Wired Biohealth Podcast. My name is Jacqueline Hall and I am joined by your show's host, Dr. Evelyn Higgins. Hey, Jackie. Great to be with you. So at Wired Biohealth, we talk about all things biological pertaining to behavioral health, be it mental health, be it trauma or addiction. So often in biopsychosocial diseases, there's focus on the psychological and the social components. So on this show, we really want to focus on that biological piece, giving you empowering tools to live your best life. Absolutely. We're not healthy one day and sick the next. It's all about living that we do in between. That brings us to either end of that spectrum. And that goes the same for behavioral health, mental health. People, we're not healthy one day and addicted the next, it's in here where we're living that gets us closer to either place. So that's what we want to teach everybody. Absolutely. So as a tribute to the 22nd anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks, today we really want to honor those men and women who are so brave in helping to try to save the 3,000 lives of Americans that were lost on that fateful day. Um, So when we think about trauma, we automatically on this day go to the victims and their families, along with the firefighters, EMS, police officers, the nurses, the physicians that had to treat all of those people that day. Every single person was impacted. We had never had an attack like that on our own soil. And first responders lost lives lost the ability to ever work again, Mm -hmm. lost family members, lost friends, lost peers, coworkers, an immeasurable loss for our nation. Yeah, it forever changed how we operate as a country, as a world. And I know that Dr. Higgins is getting emotional as am I. I can be back in a second and I was only in fifth grade. Yeah, That confusion of what was happening that day, all of our teachers are reacting as a kid. You don't know, but you know that it's a big deal. What was your experience? Yeah, I had friends that I knew, you know, growing up in New York and and um, kid that I was actually the camp counselor for, you know, that did nothing more than go to work that day. Incredible loss for people. But what do we do with that now? Right. So when we think about trauma, that's kind of the word that comes to mind when I think about 9-11. It's important to remember that trauma is more than a way to simply qualify a negative experience. Trauma has a measurable physiological impact on the body. So of course, Wired Biohealth, we wanna focus on measuring that, optimizing it, and then figure out what are the tools that we can give our listeners today. Sure. So, you know, in when it comes to trauma, the first thing that I suggest people do is because they've already been trying to figure it out. Right. They've probably already been do- doing talk therapy probably gone through numerous therapists by the time they get there, address the physiology because trauma is one of the explicit examples of how our physiology changes as a result of trauma. With the first part being cortisol, it's a hormone that measures our stress response. So Mm. if we do nothing else and just look at that, that is going to change. And when someone is in acute stress, it spikes and then it comes back down. When someone's in chronic stress, it spikes, but it's now chronic. It's going on for so long that the body actually gets burnt out of making cortisol and it flatlines. Hmm. That's part of our endocrine system. Okay. When we're no longer making that stress hormone that we need because 
life is stress. You can't run away from it. There's right. good stress. There's bad stress. It's part of life. Right. But when we now don't have enough cortisol to operate, it changes everything in our endocrine system. Hmm. So what's endocrine system? You think about things like diabetes, you know, all of these other issues and autoimmune diseases. They're all related. We change that cortisol. Your body is going to try to stay in that homeostasis or that balance. So it's going to start borrowing from other places. It's going to go to those neurotransmitters, those brain chemicals. How is it going to respond? You may have some high anxiety. Hmm. You may have mood changes. You may be depressed. Hmm. You, know, you may not be able to concentrate right there. There's a handful of neurotransmitters that are going to be impacted and changed as a result of that. So is cortisol related to, I think it's called adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. Why are those two things related? So your cortisol is made by your adrenal glands, these two little P-shapes that sit on top of your kidney, little guys, right? So that's where this is made. So when you're under stress, we could call it fatigue. When that lasts a long time, it's now depleted and changing that whole operating system. Wow. So if somebody's sluggish, it's not necessarily because they're depressed, although they could be showing symptoms of depression. Right. It could be related to their adrenals. Right. If you don't wow. have energy, you're not going anywhere. Wow. So how is that going to change? Well, mitochondria, right? Remember back to junior high, middle school, science, high school, science, mitochondria, right. powerhouse, powerhouse of, of the cell. cell. That's all anybody remembers. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's the mitochondria. But what happens in that mitochondria? That's where we make energy. Okay. Without energy, we cease to exist. Right. We have to have energy to be alive. Wow. So when we think about first responders experiencing that compassion fatigue, experiencing that adrenal burnout, right? right. This could make sense that they're not depressed. They're not re feeling like I don't want to go home to my family, that I just want to sit in my driveway for This could be a real physiological expression of trauma. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. And then what happens to the, that individual that's sitting in the driveway instead of going into the house? What happens to their spouse? What mm -hmm. happens to their kids mm -hmm. as a result of their trauma and how they're operating? everybody else it's the domino theory okay. it changes for everyone else and everyone is impacted as we all were on 9 11 in different ways yeah so in thinking back to what we do at wired biohealth we after undergoing our custom panel and our testing we create that biomarker evaluation report i feel like that's a way to bridge a gap for these families of first responders that don't understand what mom and dad are going through that think they're just disconnected they're disassociated from the family they just they want to leave and they just don't want to be a part of this they love work so much there's something that i'm doing wrong this biomarker evaluation report can be a way to explain what mom and dad are going through. It is really positive when we go over at BioWired Health, when we go over these results with people, if their loved one or loved ones are there to hear what all this means and the impact that it has on the person's body, mm -hmm. all of a sudden everything comes to life and they understand all of those, what we call clinical correlations, the way someone's behaving as a result of their physiology. That gets everybody on board. Now everybody understands like, gosh, I didn't know you were going through that, mom. Right. Dad, I didn't know you were going through that. Honey, I didn't know that's what I'm, you know, I'm with you now. Let's right. do this as a team. Right. So in Palm Beach County, Florida, where our studio is and we're filming right now, we actually have the highest firefighter suicide rates in the state. 
Obviously, we work frequently with first responders to optimize their physiology, to figure out what is the root cause of these feelings that are leaving you hopeless and desperate, because ultimately suicide is a desperate attempt to right. stop a problem. Right. So rather than ending your life, which is a permanent solution to a temporary problem, let's figure out where you need support. And if you are feeling those feelings of hopelessness, please call 9888. That is a new phone number that was created, 988 that is specifically dedicated. If you're starting to feel these feelings, get help. There's help out there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So when we're working with these first responders and these families, what are some of these biomarkers that you see frequently affected by their high exposure to trauma and stress? Sure. So, you know, starting with serotonin at the top of the list, because most people are familiar with that neurotransmitter, uh, because there's so many SSRI drugs or antidepressants on the market. But that serotonin kind of affecting our mood also affects sleep. So think about how often someone is depressed, and I say that in air quotes, that they're either not sleeping enough mm -hmm. or sleeping too much. Sure. So all of that is related to serotonin. Then dopamine, the, the feelings of pleasure, satisfaction. Why when someone's depressed do they start reaching outside of themselves to find pleasure? Right. Be it alcohol, drug, gambling, sex, whatever the case may be. Um, and, and the list goes on and on and on from there. And then we incorporate those, the genetic single nucleotide polymorphisms or where there's an error in someone's genetic coding. And knowing now because of the study of epigenetics that we can change those things, which is the most empowering. So bringing it home to trauma and stress and what happened to everyone as a result of 9-11 that we don't have to sit in that. You know, and I am not anti-pharmaceutical at all. There's a time and a place. The problem is that we abuse it rather than use it. Right. I don't want to say, you know, I'm sorry that happened to you. Mm -hmm. Take this. Right. I want to figure out how your physiology has changed as a result of what's happened to you. Mm -hmm optimize that right. and then do the talking through it. Because when your physiology is optimized, you're better able to have a conversation and receive that information. Right. I can help you. It seems like this would really put somebody over the edge if they're already doing that cognitive behavioral therapy or the traditional talk therapy, they're working with the counselor, getting through to that physiological piece. You know, you're doing, you're making all the headway that you can, but now that we understand what's actually happening on the inside, nobody's got these x-ray goggles that can peer into your DNA, that double helix and say, okay, that's COMT gene, that's what we have to fix. Right. You only do that through testing. Right. Anybody that tells you otherwise, they're run. talking garbage. Run. So run, it's true. Yeah. So I love that when you started this episode, you talked about people trying to figure it out. You talked about they're going to counseling, they're going to therapy. What about the people that are trying to figure it out self-medicating? That's where it all starts, yeah. right? You know you're not feeling good. You don't say, I'm not feeling good. You just know you're not feeling good. And addictions start with self-medication, right? A diagnosed condition not being treated properly. Right. An undiagnosed condition, a trauma, one, two, or all three of those. That's how it happens. So you're not feeling good. You're like, I cannot stand myself. Mm -hmm. I need to change my state. Right. So you reach outside of yourself for whatever it is that makes you say, whoa, I feel good. Yeah. And it works until it doesn't work. 
Absolutely. So in the caption below, you'll see that there's a link to your TEDx talk, Understanding the Biomarkers of Addiction. And in that talk, you discuss your husband who suffered from addiction. In reality, probably many addictions, right? But what you didn't talk about in your TEDx talk was that he was both a Marine and a police officer on top of being adopted. So we have three layers of potential trauma, right? So if we were able to better understand his physiology driving his addictions, as you said, that can be what saves a life. Right. And outcome could definitely have been different. And this is what needs to be shared. This is what can save a life. You know, it's to sit in it and just talk about it and admire, well, we've labeled it, we've named it, this is what's happening. It doesn't matter if the person's outcome doesn't change in their life isn't now being lived as the gift that it's meant to be, what's it worth? Right. No, I totally agree. And Doc, I think that's a good place for us to leave it today. Absolutely. And I would just like to, again, thank all the first responders, everyone in our great nation. Yeah. Thank you so much for what you do, the sacrifices that you've made 22 years later. We're both getting tears in our eyes talking about it. So thank you so much for what you do. Um, If you are a first responder, you have a loved one who is a first responder, or even just you want to know more about your body and trauma, call us. It's 1-888-841-7099. And you can schedule a complimentary consultation with one of our coaches. Um, Let's figure out, let's get to the root cause of what's eliciting these symptoms of depression, trauma, all those. Right. Right. You helped us, let us help you. Yeah. So give us a call, visit the website, wiredbiohealth.com. Follow us on our socials. Thanks, Doc. You're the best. See you next week. Bye. I know. It's crazy. Thanks for the suggestion, Gus. That was great. Yeah. Yeah.